Hello folks, and welcome to Water Cooler Talk from the main streets of Jasper, Georgia, here with Garrett. What's up everybody, how's it going? This week, we're excited to give you episode 2 of the Water Cooler, and you know, last week was more of a get-to-know-us-personally kind of deal. This week we're going to be looking to talk about us as sports fans only, and we're going to be giving you our top five lists of a bunch of different sports, our all-time franchises, talk about what we think the best playoff series are ever, and so no need to sit here and banter too long. Let's get right into it, Let's Levi. What what's you... your top five NBA players of all time? Oh, man. We're going to start with the National Basketball Association, huh? Okay. So with the NBA, man, you know, it's... There's a lot of people, like, you could go with the logo right now. You say Jerry West in my top five simply because he's in the logo. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, I mean, you can't be like that. You really got to gotta put your top five with more of a purpose and play. Mm-hmm. What was their purpose and how did they play? You know what I'm saying? So my five is top five of all time. This is just me being me. It's, uh, I'm going to go with Magic, Kobe, LeBron, Shaq, and MJ. Those are my top five just all-time NBA players. If you hear NBA, that's who I'm going to. Wait, so, like, who's your number one? Okay, so I'll go from okay five to one. Five to one, we'll go number one. I'm gonna have to go my boy MJ. Bro's a goat. I don't care what no one says. Six rings, I get it. Bill Russell did it, but MJ just changed the game. Number two, I'm gonna have to go big man right here. Big man, Shaquille O'Neal. That's a, that's a bold take. Bro, think about this, bro. Think about this. If Kobe didn't have Shaq. Where would Kobe, quote-unquote, where would Kobe and Shaq be today? They wouldn't be nowhere. I love Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's my fourth best player of all time. What if Shaq didn't have Kobe? It's vice versa. You can definitely do that. You can definitely say it like that. And and most people, yeah, they're obviously going to look at it like that. But at the end of the day, it's who was the last big man besides this year within the past 21 years to win an MVP. You're saying Joker's not in your top five? (laughs) No. God, no, dude. You couldn't pay him to put that guy in the top five. No, I'm just playing. But at the end of the day, Shaq is just one of those. He's the big man, you know? I mean, he Mm -hmm. is the big man. That's my second. Uh, number three, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Irvin Johnson, Mister Mister Magic right there, just ball on a string. You know what I'm saying? Guy had a ball on a string. And then I'm gonna go out with Kobe and then LeBron right there. That's my top five right there. Okay. So I'm gonna go MJ, Shaq, Magic, Kobe, LeBron. Got ask, Where's Kareem? No, Kareem, no, Kareem. no, Skyhook. I, I I love him. I love him to death. But he's just not one of those guys. When I I look at the NBA as what it is now and say. Yeah, I look at Kareem now. I mean, most of these guys on this list right here, like when you look at the league nowadays, mm-hmm. that's what you know of, or that's what you've yeah. heard of to an extent. Yeah, I love Bird. I love all those guys on your wrong back in the day, Isaiah Thomases and all of them. Yeah. They deserve it, don't get me wrong, but they're just not. Like I said, it's more of like what was their purpose times what was their play, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. What about you? What you got? I got you. Okay, got so. up here? Number five. I got my man Kareem. Okay. I've always been a big fan. I love the sky, sky hook. Yeah, I, I practiced that move for hours I'll on end. I'll give it to him. He did. He did. Number four, I got LeBron, and that's probably going to be the most controversial take out of this whole episode. Yeah. We don't have LeBron first or second. Yeah. And I just like. I don't. I don't. Like, I, I just. I, I couldn't <laughs> I just, take I, it. I can't. No. I'm like, well, so, let me give the rest of my list. We'll talk yeah. about why. Three, I got Magic. Mm-hmm. Two, I got Jordan. Yeah. Of course. And, one, I got Will Chamberlain. You have to, bro. I got to have the big man. Mr. 100. Yeah. Like. So, I recently, I had Magic ahead of Jordan for years, mm-hmm. but I had to do some rethinking mm-hmm. after I started reading up on the 91 NBA Finals. And for years, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought Magic was injured 
for that series. And yeah. I was like, okay, of course, that's why they got Gentleman Swept. Yeah. And so instead, I did my research. Like, wow, wait, Magic was in this whole series against Jordan. And Magic was in his prime at that point, but he was still a solid player. Yeah. And he sure. he could only get one game. Exactly. So I thought, okay, I got to put MJ over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I And that. just the reason I'm taking Wilt first is just, like, he doesn't have, like, six rings, obviously. He's got two. But if you just look at the guy, the dude's seven foot two, which is a globe trotter, so you know he's got handles. He led the league in assists, all-time rebounding leader. You, of course, the scoring goes without saying. Yeah, like, it's just like... Yeah, it's one if, of those things. <laughs> if you score 100 If every game, player in NBA history is, like, lined up, like, I'm taking Will at first in the draft. And if you just add in... Because people always say, you know, the 60s, there were a bunch of plumbers and stuff playing in the league. The dude's 7'1", all-time track star at yeah. Kansas, yeah. all-time jumping star. He had a vertical as much as MJ at 7'2". Yeah. And not even to think, like, think about the era that he lived in. Like, yeah. being in college and stuff like that and being yeah. that guy. Like, yeah. dude, that's respect, so much respect to Wilt because of, like, living through all that crap that he had to go through type yeah. stuff. Yeah, especially, like, just to cut it, like, a black man in Kansas, like, I'm sure yeah, he had to, Yeah, in that day like, and age, like, yeah, like, respect to him yeah, for, like, like, truly making it through that trailblazer. Kind of stuff. Yeah, for real. He, he really did. He, he showed a lot of people how to, how to move and how to work within not just playing ball but just in the real world life sense mm-hmm. of, like, yeah. I completely understand that. I completely respect yeah. him being your number one. Like, yeah. I got three of his books sitting there on my bookshelf <laughs> yeah, right behind you. Right behind you, yeah. bro. Like, dude, straight up, uh, Will Chamberlain, David Shaw. Will Chamberlain, a view from above. Like, yeah. like these are he, books. He's People, my look guy. Look them up. Like, look them up. Like, okay, but back to LeBron, because I thought this would be the hottest Yeah, this take. is insane right here to talk about, bro. So, just like, I just, I don't think LeBron's mentality yeah. is enough to put him above Magic or Jordan to me. It goes back to purpose and play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, you really, like, my top five is solely based off purpose and play. Like, I mean, I get it. People want to yeah. judge for your critiques of being mm-hmm. a six ring to a two ring or a four ring to a three ring type stuff. And I get that. It's just it's sports in general. If you're yeah. a champion, you're a champion. No one can take that from you. Yeah. But the more you have, the better to you. But, like, my biggest thing is when people kind of try to compare Kobe and LeBron, for example, yeah. let's say this. Kobe's mm-hmm. mentality changed more lives than LeBron's actual playing ability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, LeBron coming out and dropping 25 a game for X amount of years, like, mm-hmm. you can do that, cool. But can you bring that mentality of that Kobe had of, even though I just tore my Achilles, I'm still going to give you, what, yeah. 45 seconds, 30 well, LeBron seconds. LeBron leaves and then, the when he cramps up. Exactly. Like, <laughs> LeBron gets hit, some, hit in the eye, eight down 84 seconds. And then my boy Kevin Pillar for the Mets gets hit in Atlanta one night with a 90-something-mile-an-hour fastball up in 35 seconds. Like, Mad respect to that guy. You gotta so it's, be like Kareem, throw on the goggles. Yeah, exactly. So it's more or less of like I don't know. We're not. I'm not saying my top five is based off of whether they're a man or whether they play the game with big balls or this and that. I'm just more or less saying what was their purpose? Why were they even yeah. going out to the court to begin with? You know what I mean? Mine, I, the way like I look at mine is just if I was a GM, they're all lined up like it's the playground. What, what order am I picking? And nowadays it's like, bro. These guys in the NBA have such a platform that they need to take it to an AAU kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Go out there. Don't don't take it like not serious. At I was all. about to say, weren't you yeah, saying no. no super teams? Because no, that's I mean, AAU. Yeah, vibes, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Like I'm not saying go out there and uh, get five all stars and make them your starting five. This now. I'm not saying that, but I am saying to an extent, go out there and kind of be that showboat. Kind of be flashy with it. Be. 
be yourself to an extent, bro. You're one of 400 people in the NBA right now. Yeah. Show that. Why are you in there? Show that. My, my biggest gripe with LeBron is just that when it's the last, like, two minutes of a ball game, oh, he, does he, he doesn't want the smoke. No, no. Like, I can, I was sitting in this last NBA Finals that was with the, like, Lakers and Heat. Pathetic. And it was, like, Pathetic. last second shot, I said LeBron's going to pass it to whoever ball? it was. Who gives and a ball to Alex Caruso with 45 seconds left? You have 15 yeah. on the shot clock. You got you have 30 seconds mm-hmm. fully. Like, you have yeah. 30 seconds to play with. You got 45 on the clock and 15 to play with. You got 30 seconds to make a choice. Yeah. Okay? You get the ball to Alex Caruso... With 15 on the shot clock, mm-hmm. when you could have driven, taken Jimmy Butler yeah. to the lane, met Bam Adebayo, maybe dish it off to Dwight JaVale, or you yeah. take that N1 AD. It don't matter, bro. There's so many different ways that I guess you I'll just, look at You got to be like, take charge. Yeah. Go to the basket. <laughs> yeah, like be that guy. Like take it into just perspective. Like, that's like, one thing to watching the last dance is yeah. like Jordan, his mentality was insane. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know we're sitting here talking about like criticizing LeBron for passing at the last second yeah, when Jordan yeah. did the same thing with Patson and Kurt. Mm-hmm. But Jordan had toughened them up mentally exactly. to the point like, where he trusted them to take that shot. Jordan would LeBron have never passed just passively, aggressively tweets at him exactly. and hopes that that does it. Yeah. And it just doesn't. And that's what's so different about today's today's game and like today's age of just sports in general. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, I'm not going to tell you to your face. I'm going to go to Twitter. I'm going to subtweet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet about mm-hmm. you. Hope you like kind of catch up on it. Hope you follow me. Yeah, like (laughs) hope you catch up on it. Hope you even follow me. Like yeah, like I just hope you kind of catch up on what I'm saying over my Twitter and change the way you played last game. Like I hope I hope my Twitter post within the past two days have changed your mind to play better. Like that's right. Out of that mindset, Jordan will take you to the side and say, "Look, man, yeah, like mid game, you suck. You You got to step up." Yeah, and Kobe was the same, and that's why I love Kobe because like most people, he didn't necessarily like show that kind of like. On court, like bro, you need to you need to fix your crap, like fix it now. Unless you're Kwame Brown or something. Yeah, Marshall. and shout out Kwame, bro. Let's talk. About, that man's going hey, off. Let's go off topic for a second, just for about thirty yeah. seconds. Let's. I want to give a big major shout out to Kwame Brown. I need this guy to come on water cooler ASAP, bro. He lives forget in, all the smoke. Yeah, like, like dude, dude. I don't care. Stephen Jackson, you're trash. Matt Barnes, you're trash. Like, like I don't care what any of y'all have to say. Kwame Brown's Kwame Brown. Okay, first off, first round pick. Played with Jordan. Played with Kobe. Like. You guys were just schmucks compared to Kwame <laughs> Brown, bro. Like, we say this having seen Stephen A's low-light video. Yeah, right? Like, I don't right. care how many free throws in a row he misses. Straight Have up. you seen those videos? He They're could hilarious. allow 10 balls to go between his legs, and I'd still just be like, hey, Kwame, hey, you just you keep trying, buddy. I love you. Yeah, but anyway, back, yeah, okay. back to MLB. What's yeah. your MLB top five? So, yeah, we got kind of got carried away right <laughs> with Kwame. Shout out. But my top five baseball, man. Major League Baseball, I love it. But my top five. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna go five to one right here. Yeah. Okay. Number five, Jackie Robinson. This is gonna blow a lot of people's mind. But think about this: without Jackie Robinson, we wouldn't have Fernando Tatis. We wouldn't have the Ronald Acuna Jr. We would probably, but it wouldn't be as big or as major as it is today. Like those. Yeah. Like he really impacted the the change of just baseball in general. Yeah. Number four, I'm gonna have to go with Cy Young. Simply because, I mean, he's got an award named after him. The dude yeah. can pitch like no other. The any, dude, any batter nowadays wouldn't even stand a chance against the guy. He's got the record for most wins, most losses, and most games. Yeah, yeah. And like, none so, of those <laughs> records are getting beat. Exactly. So like, that's that's my number four yeah. right there. Uh, number three, uh, I just 
and this may be off the wall to some people, I really could care less, but my number three is, is Teddy Williams, man. I freaking love the guy. I've always had a respect for that little left-handed. Teddy ball game. Dude, he's just mad respect for the guy. Last batter to hit 400. Yeah, straight up. And then number, th- uh, what, was that four? Yeah, or wait, no, two, sorry, sorry, goodness. I'm going to go with Hank Aaron, my man Henry. Let's go, let's be realistic. I mean, no steroids, no nothing, just could completely crank a ball to left field like there was no tomorrow. Just the wrist, <laughs> yeah. on the wrist. Straight up, and then obviously, you know, I got my boy Babe. I got my, yeah, so I got, I, I, got I was babe. wondering yeah, if you were going to no, put yeah, Babe yeah, on yeah. I got I, Obviously, man, the, the guy... To change the game forever. Love him to death. Thankful for him. Thankful for people like him. You know what I'm saying in the game of baseball. All right. So we what actually, our list is pretty similar. I got Ted Williams is my five. Mm-hmm. You know, love me some Teddy Ball game. Mm-hmm. Four. I had to go Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. Reason I did that is just because I think Ted Williams is a better hitter than Willie Mays, but it's close. Yeah. And Willie Mays is just a much better fielder than Ted Williams yeah. was. I mean, so I had to give him the edge. The but catch. you do have to take into account the Ted Williams lost his prime to World War Two and Korea. So like, if he didn't have to go serve in the military for like five or however many years he was there for, like the all-time record book would look a lot different. A lot different. That's why I got Teddy Williams yeah. before. Three, I've got Hank Aaron. Honestly, like I'm biased. I'm Hank Aaron's my favorite baseball player of all time. Like Willie Mays, probably a better five-tool player than yeah. he is, but I don't care. It's my list. I'm putting Hank Aaron exactly. there. Two, I'm going Babe Ruth. Dude, the Sultan of Swat. Great pitcher. Great batter. But the reason I can't put him number one is if I'm drafting a baseball team, I want somebody I know who can get on base consistently. So I'm going to go Ty Cobb. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. I'm going with Ty. Oh. The Georgia Peach. That's one of the bangers you told me you were just like, dude. bro, I don't know if our our list will probably yeah. be similar, but there will be a couple of them. The highest yeah. all-time, like, lifetime batting average, yeah. like, 365 all-time, like, you can't gotta pick it. Yeah, you can't beat that. And he's a good enough fielder to justify the choice. It's not like he's like me, and we're just like a good hitter and trash in the field. Yeah. Like, he, he's good at both. He's so, great at both. So what would you say your uh, starting lineup would be from position-wise? Like, or just okay, well, starting lineup yeah. in general? So if I was like an all-time gym, all mm-hmm. baseball to my disposal. Are you going one through nine hitting order? Or are you just... I'm going positions first. Okay, yeah, if you. I had to draft a first baseman, I'd go Lou Gehrig. Gotcha. If I'm going second baseman, Roger Hornsby. So, Ty Cobb has the highest lifetime batting average. Roger Hornsby's got the highest single-season batting average, like 420-something one season, which is mm-hmm. insane. Uh, my shortstop, and this was a tight choice between Derek Jeter and this guy, but I had to give it to Honus Wagner. Oh, man, dude, you caught me off guard. I completely yeah. understand why you I, do that. I thought about Jeter, but I got to give it to Honus. He's just got the better stats. Statistics. Uh... Third base, Chipper Jones. Shout out, loved him out, Atlanta boy. Catcher, Yogi Berra. Between him and Johnny Bench, I think Yogi's just a better hitter. So I had to go with that. 100%. And my outfield would be my big three. Honestly, like, outfielders, they have by far the best baseball players ever. Like, just off the top of my head, like, Babe, or okay, my three are Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and Hank Aaron. Those are my three outfielders. Mm-hmm. But you've also got, like, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Ted yeah. Williams. Like, yeah. It's insane how many like, all-time greats were outfielders. And now from those, like, oh, my all-time, like, starting pitcher, I'd have to you go, wait, yeah, you're, I'd yeah. have to go Cy Young. You have to. It's, but my closer would be Walter Johnson. Freight, the, 
it's the freight train. It was something, some train is his nickname. But the dude just had the heat before they even clocked pitches. And like it's just if you hear stories about how fast Walter Johnson could throw, it's wild. There's one if you know the Potomac River in D.C. It's like insanely wide. He could throw a penny across it. And like it's one of those sayings where when I read that I was like, oh, I'm gonna train. I want to be able to do that one yeah. day. Then I went to D.C. and I saw Potomac <laughs> River, and I was like, nah, Wait, it, it, no, no, <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't happening. Let me take that back real quick. <laughs> Are you gonna go through your rotation? You, oh, you, you do your lineup okay. first. Then we'll gotcha. do rotation. Sweet. So uh, I'm gonna go one through nine, and then I'll go through position. I'll do positions first, then we'll do okay, lineups. Okay, okay. So my positions are: I got Derek Jeter at second. Really? Or, I mean, shortstop. Uh, I was about uh, to say, I, like, wow, you just mind fart right, right there, a little, little <laughs> mind diggle. Uh, I got Ted Williams in the outfield. I got Babe Ruth at first. I got Hank Aaron in the outfield. I got Chipper Jones at third. I got Pete Rose as my catcher. Ricky Henderson in Pete the Rose is your catcher. Yeah. Why? Cause Pete Rose, bro. He's a gambling man, baby. If you're going to bet right. on anybody, bet on yourself. <laughs> I got Ricky Henderson in the outfield, and then I got Joe Morgan at second base. Joe Morgan's one of my favorite players of all time, bro. All time. You got four outfielders? I got three. I got Ricky. I got Hank. I thought you said Ted Williams, too. And Ted. Yeah, I got Ricky. I got Hank, and I got Ted. No Babe Ruth? He's my first baseman. Oh. oh yeah. Dang, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I got Jeter as my short. I got Jackie as my second. I got Babe as my first. I got Chipper as my third. I got Joe Morgan as my second. I got Tony Gwynn as my DH. And then I got Ricky Henderson, Hank Aaron, and Ted Williams as my outfield. Dang. See, I'm more of a, I guess you could say, a, I think about the game. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have Derek and Jackie batting first, mm-hmm. but then I'm gonna have Ricky batting ninth. Yeah. So when opposite lineup comes around, or I'm gonna have Ricky bat eighth, and then you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, all right. So like one through nine, your like, what's your batting order? Okay, so first off, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Derek Jeter, Jackie Robinson, and then I'm gonna go Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and then I'm gonna go Chipper, I'm gonna go Pete. I'm going to go Tony Gwynn as my DH. I'm going to go Ricky Henderson. And then Joe Morgan. Okay, so my biggest takeaway from that, you're not putting yeah. Babe Ruth in the cleanup. No, I don't want Babe Ruth in the cleanup. Why? Because think about this. If Babe Ruth gets on base, whether he hits a triple, a double, or a single, whether he gets on base, I'm going to say Hank Aaron hits a home run before Babe Ruth does. Nine times really? out of ten. Really? Nine times out of ten. Uh, Babe Ruth's got a higher home run ratio. He, he may have, but think about it. It's okay. He may have that higher ratio, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I'm going to say, hey, Hank Aaron, I need you to go hit a home run. And he's going to hit me that home run. I'm going to say, hey, Babe, I need you to get on third. He's going to get me on third. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a strategic mm-hmm. game you got to think All about. Right. That's All right. what, and that's where our, our, our like our charts are so different or our, our top fives and our our lineups and all that is so different is because mm-hmm. you look at it as more of like the powerhouse, like who are these guys are gonna I'm strategic. You know, I want Ricky Henderson on first when maybe Jackie Robinson comes up because I'm gonna bunt I'm gonna take Ricky hey, to third. Well, let me give you, you know my lineup. Saying, I got some saying. strategy in there. You know I'm saying. So my my lineup, my batting orders first. I'm going Roger Hornsby, like I said. The highest like, yep. single-season batting average sure. ever. I need like Gotta solid him, contact. Yeah. Yep. Lead-off batter. Yep. Second, Honus Wagner. Same reason, really. Uh, he's just a good contact hitter. Third, mm-hmm. Ty Cobb. Now, Ty Cobb, highest lifetime batting average, but also could hit for power. And I've read his book, too, and it's like insane the way he saw the game of baseball. He could bunt. He could do, he could do it all. Yep. He could, like... 
get to third base off of an error. Yeah. Just because he had that mentality of he would get in a pickle, he'd like do some stuff and like he's just He's getting out of it no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's just smart. He's so not I've getting got, out. <laughs> yeah, I got him third and I got Babe Ruth at cleanup. Yeah. Naturally. Then uh I got Chipper fifth. Just because see I think about it is you got your nine things for our ninth batter you got the D H. And I look at it as more like two sacks of four. So like first you want like First and second, really, two contact hitters. Third, like, kind of all-around hitter. Fourth, power. And I just kind of do that twice. So, five is really, like, one again to me. Chipper, good contact hitter. Six, Yogi Berra. Mostly, like, he had a lot of home runs and stuff, but really kind of just all-around hitter. Then seven and eighth, you got Hank Aaron and Lou Gehrig. And then for my designated hitter, I got Ted Williams. Mm. Just because he can do it all. Yeah. He's, no what. Yeah, he's probably the best all-around hitter of all time, mm-hmm. him or Ty Cobb. And my pitching rotation, like I said. Ooh, I didn't even get to talk about mine yeah. yet. Yeah, go ahead. Now, this isn't in my rotation, but if I had to pick one pitcher to hit for me, Warren Spahn. That dude, yeah. like, he played for the Braves back <laughs> Honestly, in the day. Honestly, bro, I'm going Shohei. Really? I mean, the dude's changing the way we look at baseball mm-hmm. in our era. He's changing so much about our game. Respect to him for that. I will say, too, if we do have any older listeners, they be they may be wondering, like, where's Barry Bonds? Where's yeah. Mark McGuire? I, Sammy Sips. I have no. zero respect I don't. Them. I don't want steroid users on no. my team. Nope. 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 And nope. I don't watch modern baseball, so I don't have Mike Trout there either. Yep, exactly. I know. Like, What's your start in your rotation, then? What do you got on all that? My five pitchers in my rotation, I'm going Cy Young, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, Sandy Koufax, and Randy Johnson. Mm. What about you? See, this is where we're so different, bro. Is And I'm not even trying to be biased here. I'm really not. It's more or less the way I look at facts and the way I perceive yeah. it and the way I, I enjoy it. So I got Cy Young, the 95 top three British pitchers, John Smoltz, <laughs> Tom Glavin, and Greg Maddox, and then I got Randy Johnson. Okay. All my five, my top. What's your all-time favorite closer, though? You Mariana. gotta go, Mariano Rivera. Yeah, you have right? to. That's not it's on my piece of favorite right here, Mariano Rivera for sure, bro. Like, now the one like graph I do have with him, he should not have been the first unanimous Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's like, kind of ridiculous. There's a lot more people like, in this league who have done. Yeah, it's like higher. if you're a Hall of Fame voter, how do you vote against like Ted Williams or Hank yeah. Aaron or like William? Like Somebody it's just. Yeah. I gotta wonder, like, how do some of these people get votes? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So I guess that about covers baseball. Say, that's, that wraps up kind of the baseball, the NBA aspect of everything. So, let's, what's your top five NFL? All right, now, like I said last episode, I'm a newly into football. Newbie. So, yeah, I'm a newbie. <laughs> newbie. So I don't really, like, I can't really go that much into debating and stuff. This yeah. is just my eye test and what I've seen from highlight videos mm-hmm. or like personally watching games. So, it's not even a debate at this point. You got Tom Brady, number one. Of course. Of and course. Like, it's, From no. here on out, the list is like, you can... You yeah, it's like Tom Brady big. is at level 10. Everybody yeah. else is like level 7. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Then I got Lawrence Taylor, second. Mm-hmm. J.R.I.S. third. Joe Montana, fourth. Mm. And Jim Brown, number five. Mm. Oh, Jim so, Brown up yeah. in the cut, huh? Yeah, I, I like it. I like Jim Brown. You know, the people talk about Brown. like... How soft the league is now. And people always talk about the 80s, but if yeah. you want to see like violent football, go back to the 60s. Yeah, they had dudes like biting. Like, dude, when, like, like go back to Jim Brown uh, when he, like I think it was his first year, or second year with the Browns, 
they uh, went, after he graduated from Syracuse, I believe he uh, had a running back from under him named Ernie yeah. Davis out of the New York mm-hmm. area who ended up going and winning the Heisman that year. And, and the movie The Express, one of my favorite all-time movies, goes to show of like how Jim Brown really went back to the University of Syracuse and like did all that he could while he was mm-hmm. still in the league and helped people from Syracuse get to the league and stuff like that. So Jim Brown's very respectable. He's very respectable. All right. What's your list? Dude, I mean, obviously, number one, me and you got the same one. I mean, GOATs. Tom Brady. No one can say anything. I would say he's probably the GOAT of all GOATs. Yeah. It's like, like the greatest athlete in American yeah. history, in Tom life. Brady. Like, not then, like athlete. And then I got number two. Uh, people may think I'm crazy for this one, but I'm going to take prime. That's, Just think about From this. a talent standpoint, for I get the it. The only dude to return a punt and hit a home run in the same week. Like, <laughs> let's say, there's no athlete who's going to go play football in this day of age and then mm-hmm. run to the three states, four states down, and hit a home run. There's just not yeah. anybody who's going to do that in our day of age. So I got Prime as number two. And then, obviously, I got LT, Lawrence Taylor, baby. Obviously one of the greatest defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Right? Greatest of all time. I got Jerry Rice. And my number five is split between two people. And people may think I'm, you're just saying this, say this, this, and that. Number five is split, I'm going to give it to, between Walter Payton and Pat Tillman. Okay. Pat Tillman, I know he didn't really necessarily get that much NFL. He he necessarily can't be quoted as one of the statistical greats, but it's more or less the heart. Like that goes back to our purpose and play with the NBA. Just like his purpose was more or less, I'm gonna show these mother efforts what I got, Mm -hmm. even if I am fighting for my country, and if my country needs me, well, my purpose is to go fight for my country, and then I'll play. Yeah. Pat Tillman, respect to him, but Walter Payton, man, he's just one of the. Mean, yeah. mean, mean, mean mugs of the NFL history, man. You gotta, you gotta respect Walter. Now I've gotta ask you, like, with the prime thing, should the Falcons retire his number? I'll say yes, simply because he played for the Braves and the Falcons at the same time, and he brought. And I, I, I don't want to say this because I'm we weren't in that age, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like I can. He brought a lot of things to Atlanta. When mm-hmm. he was here, you know, I yeah. mean, just fans in general, just the I mean, attendance of games. If you go to a that, Falcons like, game, there's probably more Deion Sanders yeah, exactly. than any you know other player. Yeah, exactly. So it just goes to show, like, truly what he did, not even for the sport, but for mm-hmm. our city. And I, mean, I think, without a doubt, the Falcons should retire his number. Yeah. Like, yeah. If it's not him, then who else? We yeah. don't have any retired <laughs> numbers. <laughs> like, like, good Lord. Look at Keith Brooking. Like, dude, he played yeah. like X amount of years and was a linebacker, didn't really do anything. You just know I'd say Julio, but that might be too soon. <laughs> hey, shout out Julio going to Nashville. I really hope the Titans do their thing this year. All right, now WWE. We didn't What's talk about time? our. Uh... We don't have time for that. We're already like almost thirty minutes you're in. Right, you're right. You're right. Let's talk about WWE though, for real. All right, who are your top five WWE? Because this one's gonna be like, yeah. This one's hard. I, I, actually, I'm gonna go first with this one because mm-hmm. I want I want to kind of like hear your take on this. Yeah. I'm gonna go. This is and this is this this WWE for me. It's like Garrett with football. I mean, I know it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't really like necessarily keep up with everything. Yeah. I have kept up, so I'm not really gonna say one through five. I'm just gonna say five of the best I've ever kept up with mm-hmm. to an extent. This is no order, like I said. It just goes Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk, and Cena. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, bro. Growing up, I always heard about the Undertaker. Obviously, his WrestleMania yeah. streak. You can't see me, John Cena, baby. Everybody wanted to be John Cena. Yeah. And then the Rock and the Stone Cold man. That's 
that just like when you were our like three or four growing yeah. up that, or five or six growing up that yeah. was so cool to like see those guys beefing and then obviously Hulk Hogan the Hulkster man Hulkamania yeah. baby you got it right. <laughs> yeah like that dude changed the game for so much no. Okay, mine, and I said WWE just because, like, that's what most people know it as. Mm-hmm. It's really, like, just American pro wrestling as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so, my number one, Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Number two, oh, Hulk Hogan. And I know why I did this backwards, but yeah, I should have went yeah. five to one. But yeah, we're yeah. here now. You're good. Three, Steve Austin. Yeah. Four, Andre the Giant. Yeah. And five, The Rock. Completely understand that one. So, my rationale for that is... Hulk Hogan's the most popular person on that list, mm-hmm. but I think Ric Flair's better at the art of pro wrestling than Hulk Hogan is. Yeah. Like, I'll take Ric Flair on the microphone and in the ring before I take Hogan, but at the same time, Hogan was so popular, you can't, like, he's got to be first or second. Yeah, he's in there. And so, Austin's third for me. He didn't have as long a peak as Hogan did. But at the same time, his Dude, peak was he, probably yeah. the highest yeah. any wrestler's ever got. Like when period. Vince McMahon is standing in the ring with Shane and all them, DX, like yeah. right when DX yeah. was like, Hunter Hurst was, yeah. was, Triple H was still yeah. Hunter Hurst Hemsley, yeah. and yeah. Like, the beer truck comes out, and yeah. he just starts shooting shoot yeah. the beer on him, bro. Like, that just stuff like that just always makes you go back to like, yeah, it, it may be fake. People may say this or yeah. that, but like it's that entertainment aspect mm-hmm. that just brings you back every time. Yeah. you got to love that kind of For, stuff. For, with Andre the Giant, it's just, I mean, like, He's a global icon. Yeah. Like, I mean, every, even if you don't know wrestling, you've heard of Andre the Giant. Yep. Like, the Obey logo, like, that's a big thing these days. Yep. Like, the dude, like, he was the first, like, wrestling megastar. Yeah. He was a pioneer and, of, like, the big man to really yeah. be. In five, I've got The Rock. The reason The Rock's not higher on my list is just because he didn't really wrestle long enough. Yeah, his, it's more like, like The Rock's more, more He's, like, stone cold. Like, his peak in wrestling was high, mm-hmm. but he was really only active full-time and popular for four years. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I got to put Andre ahead of him. Yeah, for sure, 100%. It's more or less just the WWE aspect. More, yeah. more or less what the fans, like, yeah, I know what you mean. But boxing, man, this one's going to be hard for me. This one's really going to be hard for me. Because it's like, don't get me wrong, I keep up with boxing and I try my best, but, like, bro, it's 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 hard hard to keep up with that kind of stuff especially trying to keep up with football basketball and baseball it's like these kind of things are my my weak mm-hmm. point i guess you could say but my top five boxers and like i said this is no order nothing like that but i got ali tyson i love some sugar ray i love me some sugar ray bro i don't care what no one says love them love them obviously you got to have mayweather in there somewhere mayweather bro he's just he legalized robbing banks, <laughs> literally. As he said, literally, yeah, like he legalized robbing banks, like literally. And then who wouldn't have Rocky? Like you gotta have Rocky. Yeah. You have to. I don't care what anybody says. I, Rocky is the reason. Like a lot of people know that mindset of boxing and all. And that see, everybody stuff. talks you know about I mean? Mayweather being fifty and oh. I don't count the fight with Connor. Yeah, no, like that was God, a sham yeah. fight. Yeah, that was Rocky wild. and yeah. him are still tied for yeah. the longest undefeated 100%, 100%. streak. And for y'all like boxing noobs out there saying that like Rocky's a movie, not a person, Rocky Marciano people look him up. Yeah, he's like, a real person with a real fight. Dude was insane. Sylvester Stallone is indeed an actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. say that is indeed an actor. All right, my boss in top five. Five, I've got George Foreman. Mm. Everybody loves to give love to Mike Tyson, but George Foreman at his peak is the strongest, scariest boxer of all time. Yeah. I would rather take a punch from George, or from Mike Tyson than with George, George Foreman. Foreman. Yeah. Number four, I got Joe Lewis. 
just because, like, the Trailblazers thing. Like, he fought against Max Melling, who is Nazi Germany's, like, idol. He even, he lost the first time. And I can't imagine, like, how down and out you could get about yourself losing in a fight of that magnitude. But the, like, strength to come back and do it again and win. And, like, dude. The dude had guts and he had a mean right hook. So I mean, like he had guts and a right hook. Yeah. <laughs> now three, I've got Ali. Now I love Muhammad Ali too. He's like, dude, I can listen to his interviews all day as well and his fights, and he's just great. But at the same time, like Ali, towards the end, like you can't act like that didn't happen. Like he fought Larry Holmes. He fought like. He that just, is true. He went very, downhill. Very true. And it's a part of his career. And you just, you got to yeah. recognize it. So it's that's like LeBron, just, right? Yeah. <laughs> Low key, like, uh, I mean, that's why I got to knock him down two pegs. Yep. So two, I've got Rocky. Mm-hmm. And you know, people say like he didn't fight as strong of a heavyweight division as people like Ali did. But the man fought everybody that he could have fought that was put in front of yeah. him. Like, he didn't duck people like Mayweather did. Yeah. Like He fought whoever was around at their prime. Like He just... he. Did what he could, and he went forty nine and zero, and he knew when it was time to quit. Yeah, and he dipped out. Number one, I got Sugar Ray. Yeah, it's just yeah. like the amount of fights that he had yeah. these days, like <laughs> it's unheard of yeah. to have over a hundred fights. Yeah, and like your winning percentage is what like his over. He lost single digit. Yeah, of fights over probably. Like, yeah, yeah, like at least over eighty percent. I would not want to get in a fight with Sergey no, Robinson. No way. And he's the reason the phrase pound for pound exists yeah, in boxing. Yeah, that's, that's like, if you shrunk everybody to his size, he's whooping all comers. Yep, 100%. 100%. I think that about covers the top five. So now we're going to get into our all-time roster, which we kind of already did with baseball. So all-time football, what's your roster? My all-time football. So we're gonna go. we're going to go two QBs. Two running backs. We're gonna go four wide receivers, and then we're gonna go two tight ends. So my two greatest quarterbacks of all time is Tom Brady and Johnny Unitas. My okay. my running backs are Walter Payton and Barry Sanders. My this and this is gonna stump a lot of people. This is going to stump a lot of people. My wide receivers are Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. I got Megatron, and DeAndre Hopkins. You just okay. wait for D Hop. That's my boy. Shout out Nook. Shout out Brent. Shout out P Ridge. Those are my boys. Those are my boys. And then I got Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp wrapping up my two tight ends. What okay. about you? I've got QBs. I love the Johnny Unitas pick. He's yeah. he's my second favorite quarterback. But if we're going greatest, I had to do Brady and Montana just because like they got like Johnny Unitas, he had championships too. But done just not as much as Brady yeah, Montana. I know so. what you mean. Uh, my running backs, we got the same. Sanders and Peyton. And uh, wide receivers. Like I said, I'm a newbie to football. So I've like heard of all these people. Or else I wouldn't have picked them. But I don't know enough about them to like debate it or anything like that really. And so I had to go Jerry Rice just because like I've seen his highlight reels. He's in, like, everybody's top two, pretty much, of, like, all-time football players. Had your Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, and Larry Fitzgerald. Now, T.O., I know a lot of people talk about him, like, you know, the locker room problems and stuff, but the dude had talent. And to me, if you can put, like, somebody that Tom Brady, and you see the work he's had with Antonio Brown, keeping him level and things like that, Tom Brady and T.O., 
that's a dangerous combination in my opinion. And my tight ends, I got to go Shannon Sharp. We love Unk. Uh, him and Skip. That's probably my favorite. Not even probably. That is my favorite sports talk show to listen to on like cable TV and things like that. I can sit and listen to Shannon talk all day. And I got Shannon. And I've also got Gronk. Now, Rob Gronkowski, I know he like gets hurt. A good bit, you know, the retirements and things like that. But when push comes to shove, if I need one tight end to make a play for me in clutch time, I'm going with Gronk. Bro, you got to go with Tony Gonzalez right there. <laughs> you got to. Tony G, baby. Hey, he's like, Chiefs and Falcons career with that guy right there was wild. But I did. I did. I did. I did, Garrett. I did like how you went with Brady and Montana. I liked yeah. that a lot. They, they were... They were some of the greatest, bro. But with the whole T.O. thing, it's like... It's like Moss had his opportunity with Brady. You know what I mean? And and they did they did bomb. They did stellar. They, they did great, don't get me wrong. But it's like when these top-tier QBs get hooked up with these top-tier wide receivers in our day and age, it's like they're going to waste to an extent. You know, you got Matt and Julio. Look at them. It's like... If you had Tom Brady and T.O., which if you had Tom Brady and T.O. back when Tom Brady was in his prime, just destroying stuff early Imagine 2000s. 2007 Tom Brady with, like, Eagles T.O. Yeah, then yeah, yeah. then that would be that'd be unheard of to an extent. That would, that would probably be better than Montana and Rice. I would put my yeah. money on that 10 times out of 10, probably. No bullshit. Like, I really would. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy about, like, the way the era of the yeah. game has changed. Okay, what would your three defensive players be? Uh, my my top three defensive players. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you got to go Mean Joe Green. You got to go LT Lawrence Taylor. And then you got to go my boy Ray Lewis. No love for time? No love for time right there, baby. No love for time. Mm-mm. If I need a play coming from the defense, I'm going to have to go Ray Lewis. I'm going to have to go Mean Joe Green. I'm going to have to go dang Lawrence Taylor. I'd have to go Lawrence Taylor, Deion Sanders, and Ray Lewis. Shout out to Aaron Donald though. Yeah. I I yeah. considered putting yeah. him on there, but we'll just nah. we'll have to watch his career yeah. pan out. Yeah. This is I, one of those like twenty twenty years down the line if we're still yeah. on podcast, so yeah. we'll talk about Aaron Donald. <laughs> Episode two thousand. <laughs> hey Aaron Donald. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, so let's go to our NBA uh, yeah. starting lineup. What would you have? Okay, so and we did a whole like fifteen man roster, so we're gonna go back and forth. My like three leftover players, like fifteen or not, yeah, like or, yeah, just do just do five a piece, like a starting five, a backup five, and then another top five, like another five. Yeah, we're gonna do like the third. Okay. We're gonna go gotcha. So Steph, Hakeem, and Shaq would be like riding my bench, like not even the rotation. That's what? how good. My, see, I'd have them on the bench, but just like. See, Steph, I need somebody who can shoot threes. Like, yeah. I'm an old head. Yeah. I play basketball, like, in a traditional sense, like, big man base and, like, cutting and stuff. But I still need some floor spacing. So, like, I'll, I'll get Steph some minutes. But he's not going to be my, like, main guy. Yeah. And also, Hakeem and Shaq, like, I tried to fit him in there. But we were trying to stick with, like, position players, like, stuck. So, I, I couldn't put him at power forward. I couldn't put him over Wilton Kareem. And so they, they couldn't make the rotation. What's your backup three? My backup three? Man, people are going to be like, what? Might have to go with Steph, like you said. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to go Dennis Rodman. I need me a rebounder right there. Yeah. I need a dirty rebounder. 
Number three, it's going to blow so many people's minds. But think about this. Mm-hmm. He's a dirty defender, knows the game, and he's mean as crap. I'm going to go with Ben Wallace. Okay. <laughs> From the Dirty Piston era when they won that net. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Ben Wallace right there. That's my, that's my three bench players right there. I love Ben Wallace. I love him. Right. <laughs> Where's your backup players? <sighs> Dang, this one's hard right here. This one's hard. This one's hard. Backup, I'm going to have to go <clears throat> AI. He's one of my backups, for sure. AI. Second, I'll have to go Bird. I'm going to give you Larry Bird. I'm gonna, I'm, he's one of my backups, for sure. Another one. This one's hard for me because I'm stuck between two different people. But I'm going to go Tim Duncan. Backup. As my backup. I can't even see who your starting power forward is. Yep, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my backup right there. Yours. All right. right. What's your starting start back, rotation? You know, backup center. I got Kareem. Yeah. Power forward. I know we talked about how we were gonna try to lock in positions, but I had it approved before time. I got yeah. Bill Russell. Okay. Now in his day he was a center. Nowadays he probably will be more of a power forward kind mm-hmm. of guy. And just like defense and rebounding is really what I think a power forward mm-hmm. should bring to a team, and you can't really do that much better than Bill Russell. Backup small forward. I got Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Backup shooting guard Kobe, and backup point guard Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people may question the Isaiah over Steph move, but I just think Isaiah Thomas has that heart mm-hmm. that I will to win more than Steph does. Yeah. And like Steph might be a better shooter than Isaiah is, but I'll take Isaiah's basketball IQ and passing over Steph shooting. Any day of the and, week. Like, if I need floor spacing or if I'm down. Then I can throw in Steph and get some threes and try to eat into it, but I trust with Isaiah as my backup that I won't be in that spot to begin yeah, with. Yeah, that's what you mean. Then what's your starting five? My starting five, and like you said, we were we talked about this before, so yeah. we gave a little bit of leeway. But my starting five, and then I'll go to my second. I'm gonna start with my Kobe as my sh- uh, point guard. Kobe's my point, and then I'm gonna go MJ. MJ as my two. Okay. I'm going to go Magic as my three. I'm going to go LeBron as my four. And Shaq as my five. I get it. The height may not be there that everybody like, bro, you ain't got no height on the court, bro. Why would I need height on the court when I got Shaq? And LeBron and Magic can waver between the three and four. I mean, I get it. Like LeBron is never going to be a four player any. He's always going to be the one through three always. I get it. But... Magic Johnson was so tall and so just mm-hmm. dynamic with his game that he could do anything. Bro, could play it anywhere from a one to a four yeah. and not have to step in the five because he had Kareem and all them. Mm-hmm. So if you did put him at the four, for let's just say you did put yeah. him at your four, either way, don't matter who gets the ball. Your big man or your outside perimeter is going to get the ball, no matter yeah. what. It doesn't matter. So, I mean, you got to think My about it. My biggest like, question mark is Kobe at the one. Yeah. Mr. Don't pass. Like, Kobe yeah. is running point. For sure. Because he's if he's around Magic and uh, MJ, along with Shaq at the fucking five, at the five like, <laughs> like it's going to be dirty. I don't care what anybody says. That's dirty. Uh, all right. It's dirty. On your list. <laughs> it's dirty. Okay, my, no my five, I got Wilt at center. I got Duncan at power forward. I got LeBron at small forward. MJ shooting guard, magic at point. Yeah, I mean, that's, I just think like that's be honestly that's like Showtime on steroids. Yeah, it's like dynamic. imagine the Showtime Lakers mm-hmm. with like track star Wilt, 
LeBron, MJ, like Tim yeah. Duncan, he'd probably be left behind like yeah. half court trying yeah. to get back trying on offense. Just, yeah, but, that Wake I mean, hey, he just, yeah. <laughs> he'd be <laughs> hobbling up. down and see when he gets winded, that's when I'll throw in Hakeem exactly. or somebody like that. See, my backup, though, my backup's pretty crazy. Yeah. My backup. Who would your coach be? We didn't even talk about that. Who would your coaches be for like the baseball, football, and. So, for let's. let's We'll we'll just start with basketball since we're here. I'm gonna have to obviously go with uh, dang, gosh, I can't even think of his name right now. Phil Jackson, sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go Phil Jackson, NBA, NFL. Don Shula, give me the Shula man all day. Only perfect record in the mm-hmm. NFL. And then MLB, give me Bobby Cox just because I know he's gonna go out there and he's gonna do yeah. whatever for his team. You know, I mean, he's gonna mm-hmm. whether it's a bad call, good call, he's gonna argue if it's for his team or not. I mean, that guy's got it. Shout out Bobby. See, I've got to go NBA. I mean, Red Arbach. Yeah. Uh, yep. The dude just dynamic. Yeah. The first, like, yeah. true great coach in mm-hmm. basketball history, except yeah. for, I forget, there was that one coach with the Minneapolis Lakers who won, like, oh, a yeah. lot. Of, yeah, I don't. Just back, back. Yeah, back. that's too far back for <laughs> our knowledge. Baseball, I got to go with uh, John McGraw. Okay. He was, like, 1910's New York Giants yeah. coach. Dude had a temper. But were. he also knew his stuff when it mm-hmm. came to baseball. He was probably the first great like player turned coach yeah. in like sports history. In NFL, I gotta go Vince Lombardi. Respect. Like, you gotta go with the OG. The like show, he's got yeah. a trophy named after him. Like yeah, the Lambo shows legit. Mm-hmm. All right, now your dream boxing fight. What would that be? Oh, dude, Ali versus Tyson. I mean, just this. It's it, it goes between this. The speed and agility and just straight around all yeah. all all he had bringing to the table with Mike Iron coming with that right hand just coming at that I mean it may be a landslide for for Ali because he it, just dodges it obviously just dodges everything this and that but just to say that Mike Tyson was to catch him with that Iron Mike right hand and just knock him real quick bro that would be just legendary. See, I would say that we already seen that fight, but better. Rumble in the Jungle, Ali yeah. versus George Foreman. That's very true. See, Tyson, the biggest problem he has is a boxer, which is why he didn't crack my top five. He had a glass chin. Yeah. So he, like, he was one of those. He, he relied like yeah. purely on his intimidation factor. Yeah. And if you weren't scared of him, then you, I mean, you got him all day. You, you got him. That's why but, Holyfield. But beat I, him twice. The re- and, and there goes another thing is why he is in my top five because like if you walk around and people are really that scared of you. Like, you deserve it. The black yeah, boots, like the black deserve, shorts, yeah, and the towel. Like, straight up. Like, if if people look at you and they're like, oh, my goodness mm-hmm. gracious, he's coming to the ring to fight me right now. Mm-hmm. I do not want any part of this. Like, yeah. that's 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 pretty bad to the bone right there. No, my fight would be Rocky Marciano and Muhammad Ali. Yeah. That's just, they barely miss each other by, like, maybe three to five years, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. And it's like, if that could have happened, like, I would love to know who would have won. Yeah. They actually did, like, a... I don't know if it was a movie or it could have been a video game because they weren't around back then. But it was called Super Fight. And they both like recorded like like sim- a fight simulation, mm-hmm. and they had like two different outcomes where like Ali won or Marciano yeah. won, and like they like got into a heated debate during the simulation about who actually would have won in real life. Yeah, and it's I'd have loved to have seen that play out. Yeah. Straight up. And Straight all right, up. last thing, then we're gonna wrap this up. If you were building a wrestling organization and you got to pick an owner, a commentary team, three managers, five tag teams, and five wrestlers, who would you pick? That's a lot. 
Let's go first with the owner. I'm gonna Vince McMahon. Like it's the greatest WWE, w, anything that comes with wrestling in general. Ownership, just the greatest. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you say, management? Managers. Oh, want me to go first? Yes. Yeah. All right. My or, okay. Commentary actually. If I need two announcers, I would go Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. But I'm using Bobby Heenan as a manager here, so I've got to go with Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Yep, like that's to. like the soundtrack. <laughs> that's like the soundtrack to the childhood right there. And so we got to go with good old Jr. and the King. Yes, sir. Now my managers, I'd have to go, and they're all heel managers. So I don't know like who my good guys will be managed by, but you don't really babyface managers. They just who cares about them? I've got to go classy Freddie Blassie. And that was our grandpa. That was his favorite wrestler growing up. And he was, like, so far back that a lot of people don't even remember him as a wrestler, just yeah. as a manager. So I've got a classy Freddie Blassie, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and, of course, Paul Heyman, a.k.a. Polly Dangerously. Just the three of them, like, That's you stick crazy. them with the bad guys, like, <laughs> dude, they could get heat we like have nobody's business. We have the same business. top three right there. That's scary to think about. It's like, me and you both put down the same exact people for that right there. That's... That's no, insane. our grandpa, one time I was sitting talking to him about wrestling, he was talking <laughs> yep. about, like, Freddie Blassie calling people pencil-necked geeks and stuff back in the day, Dude. and it's just like, yeah, that was really it. And, all right, my tag teams, I would have to go with the Road Warriors, probably the most, like, single popular tag team in wrestling history. And, of course, you know, if anybody who is a fan of Attitude Era Wrestling, like, late 90s, early 2000s, the biggest rivalry in tag team history is the three-way rivalry between the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, and Edge and Christian. Yeah. And if I'm starting a wrestling organization, I want that. That's, that like, has to be. The first happening. main event I'm having, <laughs> TLC match. Dude, WWE, me and you are so alike on all this kind of stuff. It, it, yeah. it's, like, it, it's like, all yours are like just about dang near all of mine. And that's what's yeah. like kind of crazy my, about my it. My fifth, I gotta go with the Hart Foundation. Yes. And this is also kind of a sneaky pick, too, yeah. is because I get Bret Hart. He didn't make my cut for top five wrestlers, singles wrestlers I'd want, but I still get to toss some Bret Hart on the card. Just like him and Jim Neidhart, that's just classic like tag team wrestling as it should be done. Yeah. And so I mean, you just you gotta right. pick it. So you You're got right. the same five? Just about except I'm gonna take out the Hart Foundation. Who are you putting in? DX. That's what I figured you'd say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. D-Generation now, X, bro. Would you go DX the group no, or no, just, just Triple just H and Shawn Michaels? No, just Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I mean, the whole China and... Road like, Dog, yeah, like Billy that, Gunn, yeah, and X-Pac. That, that, was a, that was too much. Back when it was just DX and Crime Time, when they were and it was just DX having fun with so it. So would like, you put Crime Time on there? No, I couldn't, but I could never forget Crime Time. Yeah, <laughs> Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn. That, that was legit. Crime Time mm-hmm. made wrestling insanely fun. Insanely fun. Yeah, yeah but who would your wrestlers be? My five wrestlers I would pick is Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Oh man, hang on, hang on, hang on. Cause I almost, I'm gonna have to go The Rock. Pri- even though it's prior to his acting career and all this, like I'm gonna have to go The Rock just because he he can perform to his highest extent. Whatever. The most electrifying man. Yeah, in all exactly. Of sports entertainment. Exactly him, man. And this is this is a. This is just a sought after, just a wild random throw out there, and I hope people people like kind of respect this one. But this one really brought me to wrestling, and this is why he's kind of in my top five. 
Hacksaw Jim Duggan, baby. Ho! <laughs> it's the, piece of, the American flag and the piece of power, bro. Could not beat that. Or the two before he brought out. He couldn't beat the man. Then I'm going to have to top my number. Or number five would have to be John Cena, baby. Just the yeah. attitude. You can't see me. My time, man. That dude changed the game for us little white So, okay, boys. when you think about John Cena, are you a fan of, like, Dr. Thugonomic Cena or military, like... It's right after, I mean, it's like his couple... 2006-7 yeah, John like, Cena, and, like, and, right like, after the Marine came yeah, out, like, but he was still in Thugonomics. Exactly. Like, he's still in Thugonomics. But Not he PG Cena. Yeah, he wasn't, like, coming out of this, like, ring rapping and all yeah. this kind of... He was coming out there to fight, but, like... It's just that that day and age Cena's man, he's unbeatable. But yeah, my yeah. number four is like it caught people off guard, but Hacksaw Jim Duggan babies. Oh like you <laughs> said, bro. Uh, my five, I'd have to go number one, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. The best thing every wrestling territory needs is a good heel. Because yep. people, if you're a good good guy, nobody really cares. But a good bad guy, people will come to the arena just to watch him get beat up. Yeah. And when you got a good bad guy, you need a good good guy to fight him. And if my bad guy, my top heel is Ric Flair, Mr. Custom Made from Head to Toe, if I want him to have a nemesis, I got to go with the ultimate working man. I got to go with Steve Austin. I couldn't think of like a greater all-time rivalry than Steve Austin and Ric Flair. It's like a tale of two worlds. It's like Ric Flair versus versus Dusty Rhodes on steroids, really. Yeah. I love Dusty (laughs) Rhodes, but I think... Uh, Stone Cold took his common man gimmick and just took it to the next level. Yeah, he did for sure. So I've got to go with that. And I've got to have Hulk Hogan on there. One thing every wrestling territory needs, too, is just a muscled-up genetic freak that just has everybody gasping the second they see it. (laughs) And so, like, on that same note, too, every wrestling organization needs a giant. And so I've got to go with Andre. have to. And so, I mean, like... If Ric Flair is my bad guy, whenever him and Stone Cold aren't fighting, I gotta have I could have Austin Hogan, I could have Flair Hogan, yeah, and Andre he'd be my special attraction guy. And my fifth one, this might throw some people off, maybe not. Like he's a, it's a good pick, but I also need a five tool guy, somebody he can get serious mat wrestling, he can get in a brawl, he's funny, he's serious on the mic, he could do everything. Gotta go with Kurt Angle. <sighs> Dang man. On a broken neck. On a broken gold, neck. Uh, gold, gold uh, medal went finals. Yeah. Him and Steve Austin both. We're just half my territory's got broken necks. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Garrett loves the broken neck. I expect a wrestling. Let's just say that. It's funny as heck. I'd watch that. I would too. In a heartbeat. You. All of that. In a heartbeat for sure. But no heart foundation. <laughs> no heart foundation. Nope. Nope. I gotta go DX, man. I have to. Well, I think that about wraps out yeah. this one. So between this episode and the last one, y'all should know how we are as people, what we think about as sports fans. And I enjoy sitting here talking to y'all. Heck yeah, man. I'm See y'all next week. See y'all.